This week's episode of The Sports Lord is brought to you by Chili Davis's Chili. Bad going down, worse coming up. And now it's time for The Sports Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, ow. Oh. really sucks because herb came in and he was so excited that he had gotten all this chili davis's chili for free and he had eaten so much of it and he was like i'm excited and it sounds like he's not doing well yeah he yeah. once again has grabbed his butt cheeks and waddled out of the studio <laughs> I mean, but I can't. to be to be fair they they're just delivering on the promise that they make it says it on the side of the can and in the ad that he just read that it's worse coming out so um, but it's, I can't, you know, like, what's crazy you know, is that it is, they say right there that it's bad going down. <laughs> so they don't even, they don't even pretend that it tastes good. Um, yeah. I respect that. You know what I mean? It's like, you're being honest, you're selling a product, but there's not enough of that these days, just honesty and advertising. So I agree that that has to be respected. Yeah, I tried I- to pitch to the creatives over there that they should call it plumber's chili because it does clear out a clog in a toilet like that. Yeah. I think that's more positive spin, but they weren't interested. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's all up to Chili Davis hitting coach for the New York Mets. And he, you know, he's got, he's kind of set in his ways when it comes to how this product is pitched. And it is his, it's his passion project. I mean, the reason he goes by Chili is he's got a deep love for Chili. Everyone knows Which, that. Who could blame him? Chili's delicious. Yeah, chili's great. And not to get too graphic or weird, but how is it worse coming out is what I'm curious about, but I'm also not curious about. Yeah. Um, what does that uh, mean? Is it like painful? <laughs> is the chili itself worse somehow? Well, just going on what I heard from Herb, it sounds a little painful coming out. Ah, uh, I see. Um, you have like and, that fire ass. Yeah. And we all know what that's like, you know. I had some Nashville hot chicken this past week, and yeah, I'll stop there. But you know, hey, you know, you you play with fire, you get burned. Sometimes it's worth it, though. You got to yeah. have the thrill. In this case, it was worth it. Shout out to Hattie B's, mm. uh, another delicious food stuffs. Mm-hmm. Nashville hot chicken, very good. It's very good, but I will say, if you travel to Nashville, you don't wait in line at Hattie B's all day just to get it. There are so many other places that do it good down there. Because, like, last time I was in Nashville, we stayed at a hotel right by Hattie B's, and there was, like, a three-hour wait. And it's like, yeah, man, it's good, but, like, it's just chicken. Like, Yeah. And and I would go to Prince's anyway, even though it's in the scary part of town, quote-unquote, but Prince's yeah. hot chicken to me is better. Well, I actually went yeah. to the Hattie B's. They opened one in Little Five Points in Atlanta when I was visiting, and um, I just called in an order, and it was ready in, like, yeah. 15 minutes. That's no different. Line. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Diego, I, I had the same experience. Wanted to go to Hattie B's in Nashville. I was like, fuck no. And I think I think we ended up going to Prince's. And I was like, this is good, too. Yeah. Um, but I I did get to have Hattie B's in Atlanta. And there yeah, it'll do it. It'll it'll do stuff to you. Because <laughs> I think their heat levels, it's like, it's like not spicy, mild, medium, hot, crazy hot. And then what the cluck, I think mm. is what they call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like here oh, at, at Duff's for the wings. Like on their menu, it says medium, and they have to have it in parentheses, I guess, because people complain. It's like, it's still hot as fuck, basically, is what it says. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine going to the highest heat level on that menu. I think that you have to be a, a masochist to do that. My cousin and I, years ago, uh, at a wing place, 
try to there was like a thing where it's like if you eat this one you can name it because it's so hot we haven't even named it and so we went like two levels below it and it was one of the worst experiences of my life (laughs) both both there and later yeah those two of the worst experiences of my life (laughs) i watched a guy do one of those like wing eating challenges and he had to like sign a waiver it was at taco mac oh yeah yeah circa 2000 i don't know seven and it was disgusting just watching him do it you know yeah it's 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 not good for anybody no it's not to shit on potential sponsors in the future but like that hot ones game show is just not there's no need for it that wing that youtube thing that complex did hot ones where they interview celebrities while eating hot wings oh yeah that's like a fine show i like the youtube show but then they made a game show out of it where they have like people answering trivia questions while they're eating spicy but like you know people are disgusting when they eat wings and so you smear that shit all over your face and drink milk and puke and cry and it's just just good i don't want to watch this yeah i love eating wings i don't really want to watch anyone eat them agreed um but anyway we've gone off the rails already but hey that's what we do here that's what we do and before we go on i just want to say sorry to everyone for not having a show last week things kind of snuck up on us a little bit um kevin was out of town my wife and I decided to take a second job and we got a puppy and uh, it was a three or third day with it or second day with it. So, you know, we got a little stuff going on. So we had to take a week off, but we're back. What's the puppy's name again? Coco. Nice. Like the movie, not Adorable. like the drink. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. How are That's you like, how are you liking being a dog, a dog, a doggy daddy? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're we love the terms dog doggy daddies and doggy mommies over here. In our you, could be, you could be a doggy zaddy, maybe. Well, that's more an yeah. accurate description because I do pay for everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, a doggy zaddy. But no, it's great. It's fucking awesome. I've been I love dogs. I used I had a dog as you know, younger, a family dog. We had one and I've been wanting a dog, but living in New York City is kind of hard to have a dog when you live in a shoebox and um it takes four hours to get anywhere but now that we have a car it is and it's not fun for the dog to go outside and like you know it's hard walking because i have dogs that it's hard walking dogs on sidewalks that are covered in trash bags and keeping their attention sure Mm -hmm. so you know it's it's hard being a human being living in new york city so that much more challenging for a dog yeah so now that we're in buffalo and we got a lot of space or whatever it just makes sense and uh it's great she's awesome she's rule she rules and we have a lot of fun it's good to hear and i hope i hope that you train her to attack we're getting there yeah train her to attack you should do like in that colombo episode where the guy trains his two german shepherds to attack Mm-hmm. on a certain command mm. he, he trains them to attack on rosebud like oh, citizen Kane. okay mm. and then he calls he's in the hospital with a fake ailment and he calls the guy he wants the dogs to kill who's there to feed them and he's like shuttle a bet for me what was the name of the sled in that f- film citizen Kane? and the guy's like rosebud and the dogs just go berserk and rip his throat out wow yeah, Damn. wouldn't it be easier in to Columbo, t- go ahead, Jimmy? I was just gonna say, Colombo figured that out. He, <laughs> <laughs> he figured it out because he was like the guy is like a Citizen Kane memorabilia collector, and he's like, How would you not know that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wouldn't it be uh, easier to just tell the people that they want to die, like, Hey, will you feed my dog? Their names are Rosebud. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he had the dogs with him everywhere. So like, oh. the guy, the guy was familiar with the dogs. I see, but he just trained them on this word to snap and go berserk. Um, so what so, I'm saying is, you should do that. Well, the only thing I'll, I'm going to change though is like I don't want my, I don't want little Coco here to rip out throats. I want her to bite tushies. I want her to bite, <laughs> bite in the tuchus, or maybe even a scrope. Well, scrope, scrope yeah. bite's funny too. <laughs> Whatever's funny, yeah, like a 
I think Tushy's good and Scroat's good. Yeah, it'll be like a cartoon, you know, where it's like the burglars coming in with his little mask around the eyes to steal yeah. my TV and stuff. And then it's like, oh, and it gets like a <laughs> dog hanging from its butt. <laughs> then he just leaves yeah. humiliated. And then an Irish mm-hmm. cop shows up. It's like, oh, trying to steal a TV again. Oh, toy, toy, toy. Yeah. And then he gives Coco a medal. Yep. You're the bravest dog in the city of Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) They get the key to the city and they have a parade for the dog. Coco, would you be opposed to running for mayor? (laughs) (laughs) No. What? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, we didn't have a show last week. Sorry. But uh, we got one this week. So, you got nothing to complain about now. Yeah. Yeah. You take what you get and you like it. Surfs, okay? And we've got a big big show planned for you. A little bit later, we're going to be getting into some a top five list. Yeah, uh, the mm-hmm. Tiarna top five, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're workshopping names. We're Right now, we're going with Tiarna top five. Tiarna being the Irish word for lord, which all three of us are lords of... Of Kerry. Of Kerry. Yes. Um, so that's our word. Mm-hmm. That's what you can Not call exactly. me that. You can call me that if you want. I'd prefer to be called that. In fact, I'll take it as an insult if you don't call me that. <laughs> have Have any of you guys um, updated your personal stationery or resumes to reflect that you're a lord? Yeah, I've got business cards now that say I'm a lord of carry, and I expect to be treated thusly. I uh, I shredded all my checkbooks that I have because I still pay in check a lot. And I had to have that replaced on the top corner along with my new address, but also now it says Lord of Carry. Yeah, I can't wait. It's getting close. They're probably going to open up travel soon and we can go visit our plot. We can all wear <laughs> our we'll, standing we'll, coffin. <laughs> we'll have yeah. little we'll have little shillelaghs and like um sorry. I've got someone interfering with my backdrop. Mm-hmm. A certain little feline. Um, no, we'll go over there. We'll wear flat caps. We'll have like little walking sticks and knee high pants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As all the Irish people, are, all Irish lords do. That's their culture. Yeah. That's who they are. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be like, Please get me a a fish, a steak and ale pie, and a and a fish, crispy fish and chips, and a, I don't know your finest Smittics and Jameson yeah, and Guinness, and a <laughs> McDonald's fillet of fish, please. I was told recently about um, an American who didn't know any better and went to a bar in Ireland and and ordered an Irish car bomb. Hmm. And That's was, a yeah. quick way to get your ass kicked. Well, he yeah. was he was uh, kicked out of the bar immediately. It's not a yeah. it's not a fun thing for them. No. It's a hashtag sensitive topic over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't want to do that. It'd be like showing up uh, at like oh hula hands or whatever in like manhattan and ordering a 911 or something yeah. <laughs> there was a drink on that i'll have a flaming pile of ash yeah. on 911 <laughs> yeah. the burning towers please yeah yeah <laughs> anyway sorry to bring up multiple tragedies right off the bat but let's get but into the, some but sport. the lesson is don't do that if you go to ireland yes and don't yeah. do that if you go to manhattan either yeah because those drinks yeah. exist by the way that we just said oh uh, yes they do all of those all yeah. of those <laughs> <laughs> but uh let's get into some sports i guess and um yeah i guess we start with like the big the big event that's been going on that uh i wish i knew more about march madness huh Hell yeah, March Mania. March Insanity. My Gonzaga Zags are just tearing it up. They do clearly look like the best team in the tournament by a lot. Yeah. They've been yeah, I, I picked them to win it all. And it's not because, 
you know, everyone else did the same thing. <laughs> it's because I really know my college basketball. Right. Because I know my hoops and I knew that this was their year. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone and talks. I'm, it's because you're what? Oh, I was going to say, and it's because I just, I love uh, Washington State sports. And you love Jesuit sure. colleges. Sure. So. Yeah. You had to go with the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I mean, for my money, the Jesuits are the number one religious order within the Roman Catholic Church. Of course. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm more of a Franciscan guy. Ooh, okay. But I, I like the Jesuits too. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've I've not kept up with this tournament as much as I have previous tournaments. Um and I will say I did it was kind of nice. Uh my my Tennessee volunteers lost immediately. There were a lot of factors there. They got beat by Oregon State, who's made a little bit of a run here to the Elite Eight. But um, I do got to say, Oregon State, fun fact about them, Coach has a name for the, li- the list of names that we have, the fun list of sports names. Uh, Wayne Tinkle is the coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I love that. You know he's got to be good because if you're traveling the country recruiting guys to come play with, like, uh, you know, hey, I'm Coach Wayne Tinkle. Coach Tinkle. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. For that the beavers. One, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, I love that one. But yeah. uh, it's been a heavy upset tournament. There's been upsets galore. Kevin's pick of Oral Roberts paid off pretty well for a little while there. You know, and you know what's funny is I picked them here, and then in my actual bracket, I didn't. And that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then that first round, because they beat uh, – who did they beat in the first round? I watched, It's one of the only Ohio games Ohio State. Right. Oh, yeah. That shake, was the first big upset, yeah. Shake my damn head. I mean, Oral Roberts made it to the Sweet 16 and lost to Arkansas by two on Saturday. It was a really close game. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my bracket went to shit pretty quick, but still Same got Gonzaga. Here. Yeah, I do have a few hot takes on this tournament. Not that we're a hot take show, but I know people love upsets and people love the underdog and all this shit. I can't. I have a harder time getting into March Madness when the kind of names that I know aren't there. So, like, I don't mind Duke losing, but I like Duke being there at least to lose to someone because it's like okay, cool, Loyola Chicago versus Oral Roberts. I'm like, why am I – like, I don't – no offense to these guys, but who cares? Yeah, um, you don't want all underdogs. You want yeah. the underdogs beating established – like the high-profile programs, not just right. underdog versus underdog. And even like Baylor is a number one seed, and they're good, and they're, they've been like the number two-ranked team all season long in college, but like they're not like a traditional power, so it's like, eh, I don't – hate them i don't root for that they're kind of like neutral like i couldn't yeah really yeah. care about them yeah i i get that baylor is you know it's like a baptist school too there's a lot of weird stuff about baylor but yeah. waco never forget exactly <laughs> keeping bringing keep bringing up all the tragedies <laughs> my other hot take is like enough with uh this nun for your loyola chicago yeah like, I die already, die already, lady. I got furious. Yeah. I got pissed at her when they beat UT a few years ago, and it's also like she's stealing all the credit. Like it's like Loyola Chicago advances on the prayers of Sister whatever, Sister Jean, and it's like, nah, man, those players played and they did well, but like she's getting all the headlines. It's like enough. Who cares? Yeah, and I, you know, I was kidding. Still- I don't. I don't wish death upon the sister, but. Uh, yeah, it's weird how they basically made her like a mascot and she's mm-hmm. a human. Yeah, well, you know, let's be real here. There's probably every team in the tournament has a, a extremely old elderly person in their fan base. They're not getting any love. Right. You know, I'm sure Oral Roberts has some old ass guy out there who loves Oral Bobby. Oral Roberts Nobody's... himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, 
is it really that special? Also, where does she stand on the scandal of the Catholic Church? Yeah, yeah. You know, we need her to weigh in on that. Is she pro pedophile or come on pedophile? I need to know. I'll change my mind on you if you come out on the right side. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we we do need to know. In all seriousness, uh, that is something that she needs to think about. <laughs> Also, it's uncomfortable to have a hundred and a hundred year old woman during a pandemic traveling around like fucking Indiana and sitting with a bunch of people. Like, I know she's gonna die soon, no matter what, because maybe not. I don't know. Some, I know some old saint nuns have lived forever, but like, I, I don't know. There's just something weird about that to me that it's like this. Let's let this woman just. But then again, I don't know. I guess when you're that old, why not go for it? I mean, she's yeah, probably maybe. she's probably got vaccinated a long time ago maybe but. maybe she's just gotta fuck it let's just fuck it let's party type of attitude right you know? yeah i, I mean, got I too much time that. left yeah i saw a video of her at miami beach this past week mm. so at post game really? she was down on miami beach on collins avenue they were just twerking up a storm yeah she was really? that joker guy throwing all the money mm-hmm. <laughs> doing like body shots and um and like funneling beers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, you do you, sister. All right, yeah. sister Jean. Fine. I've come around. You're fine. But I hate that she gets all the credit. I, I, I hear you. And yeah, I don't even know what's. Uh, so are, is it, are they in the Elite Eight now? Or are they in the Sweet 16? Uh, it's the Elite Eight. The matchups that are remaining are uh, UCLA versus Michigan. UCLA, an 11 seed who played in the play-in game but has made a little bit of a run here. They're playing number one seeded Michigan. And then USC and Gonzaga. Uh, and then we got Arkansas, Baylor, Oregon State, and Houston. Because Oregon right. State knocked out Loyola, Illinois, or Loyola, Chicago. I think you got to go... I think UCLA is going to upset Michigan. An 11 seed beating the one. That's that's my bold prediction. And then all the top seeds. And then Arkansas will beat Baylor, Gonzaga over USC. Well, Arkansas is a three seed and Baylor mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so that's another upset. Okay. This is my expert opinion. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, Houston over Oregon State. And then Gonzaga will win it all over Houston. Okay. That's my expert pick. And I, so far I've been mostly wrong. So <laughs> so take that to your bookies. Yeah, bet. Uh, where, well, here, here in New Jersey, it's legal to bet. So go to your local, your local uh, sports book and Tell put all Kevin your money on you. it. Tell them Kevin sent you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, one other thing about March Madness I do want to address is um, it's really kind of you know grinding my gears a little bit. These Capital One March Madness commercials with Samuel L. Jackson, Spike Lee, and Charles Barkley. There's one in particular. I don't know if you guys have seen this, where Charles is driving a car and he's like, "All right, boys, we made it." We're at the Annapolis for the March Madness tournament. And they're like, the Annapolis. And it's like, yep, that's where they're playing the tournament. The Annapolis here in Maryland. And then the guys are like, no, Charles, it's Indianapolis. Indianapolis. (laughs) Mm, So the joke is that Charles is too stupid to know the difference between Indianapolis and Annapolis. Yeah, that's the joke. But like, it's... It's like the worst. It, everything about it is like awful because like That's, Charles yeah. has been to Indianapolis several times because he's played the pace against the Pacers in his NBA career. And then also, what was Spike Lee and Samuel Jackson doing the whole car ride? Did they not pay attention that they weren't going the right way? Right. Yeah. You would notice, I think. Right. Yeah. That 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 joke is like an insult to dad jokes. Yeah. It's like a horrifying dad joke which is already a horrifying genre of humor in the first place yeah 
And it implies they didn't use GPS. Does that mean that Charles just knows how to get to places? Because, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I know road so, signs lead you, but, like, it's you can't just, like, go. I mean, it's... So, I think what we're circling <laughs> around here is just how much drugs were those guys on when they took this road trip? Because it sounds like nobody knew what the hell was actually going on in that car. <laughs> well, I think you guys... I want to... I want to put the brakes on here because I'm starting to think you guys are questioning the marketing minds behind Capital One Cafe, which is easily the most innovative, it's true. Su- yeah. successful business ideas in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. It's a cafe where you can open a credit card. Yeah. I was hanging out at my local Capital One Cafe all day today before we recorded. I love that place. Got yeah. a new checking account. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I had to go yeah. to mine to get my checkbooks redone with my sure. name. So I, I'm I'm getting my second uh, vaccine shot this week. Guess where I'm going first thing after the shot? Hell yeah! Capital One Cafe. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have a latte. I'm gonna open another credit card that I can't afford. I'm gonna get pretty deep into debt, and that's it's awesome. That's kind of what I what I've been missing most during this whole crazy mm-hmm. crazy COVID thing, is hanging at a Capital One cafe, you know, putting out the vibe. Sure, yeah, we can agree. We can definitely agree on the Capital One cafes. I that does remind me though, because Capital One has been blitzing with those ads through March Madness, and I haven't seen that one, uh, but I've seen quite a few. They're all really dumb. That one sounds like the dumbest by far, but I did just remember <laughs> there was one that kind of made me laugh surprisingly. Just this one moment where they're like hanging out in like a living room and they have, they used to do commercials where they had like these like Vikings who were like plundering and oh, yeah. destroying shit. <laughs> it's so stupid, but they have this like Viking guy who's like, cause like Charles Barkley's like, I get, cash back every time i do this and spike lee's like i get cash back every time i do something else and then the all of a sudden they pan over and the viking guy is sitting there and he's like and i get cash back every time i plunder <laughs> it's super dumb but I don't the, know, isn't makes, that the opposite makes of me laugh is that the opposite of plundering because plundering is like you just steal shit you don't buy right. it. You don't have to spend anything <laughs> to get the cash back you're just taking the cash in that scenario as someone who, uh, you know, I have, according to my DNA test, some Viking blood because they plundered the land that my ancestors came from, I find sure. that highly offensive. And I'm going to be writing to my senator, Cory Booker, at oh. ASAP. And I'm going to say, Cory, what are we going to do about this? You should also yeah. write your governor who's Irish, right? Yeah. Governor Murphy, yeah. what are we going to do about this? Yeah. And... You know, uh, you should. And I'm I'm sorry to trigger you because uh, I actually triggered myself because I I have Viking blood and my uh, ancestral trauma is triggering me. It's it's the worst when you trigger yourself, you know, it's yeah. one thing when you are triggered, but to trigger yourself, it's real. Uh, there's nothing because then you have to have a conversation with yourself. And you have to say, do better. And you have to look in the mirror, point at your reflection, and say, do better. Yeah. And then you have to like do a clap at your reflection. Right. right. And that's always tough. But yeah, those ca- Capital One, there's also one that I I always have it on mute because I just mute commercials. Yeah, that's the best. That's the thing to do. I do that too. Yeah. But there's one where it's like that smug guy who's somehow more smug than the Travago guy who's like, how easy is Capital One? It's easier than Taylor Swift picking out an outfit and she just like picks out a cardigan or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I'm old, but I'm not that much older than her. And I'm like, is that her thing? She like wears the same outfit a lot. We should ask friend of the show, Randy Havens, who he would know. He's he a would stan. Know. Yeah. He, he, he does stan her. Whoa, Jimmy right. just Jimmy just got uh it just had a reaction just, to Taylor Swift. Well, I just <laughs> you know, I just uh look, I'll be honest with you guys. I got my free can of Eric Chili Davis's <laughs> baseball chili. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it's working. <laughs> it's kicking in big time over here. Oh boy. So I'll just I'll be uh quicker on the mute button um if I can. Sorry about that guys. Yeah, well, at least we're going to we be starting smell. to we're, we might be starting to do video <clears throat> streams soon and it's fine now but in the future don't don't broadcast from the bathroom. That's all I asked. It's where I feel most productive. Man. We're I'm cool sorry. with it. We're cool with it, but like I don't know if the viewers are gonna be. Yeah, you know, the acoustics well, are sublime. I will say. Yeah, thank you. And you know, I I want to live a bathroom positivity lifestyle. It's where I get most of my work done. It's where I feel most focused, <laughs> most centered, my calmest. So least, least I don't know. Triggered. We can work this out off the show. But yeah, we can talk about it after. Well, if you set up a green screen in your bathroom, then you can just project it. You, you could be true. sitting on the to- nobody would have. How to am I gonna put a green screen behind my toilet, Kevin? <laughs> well, that's for you. To How's that out. supposed to work? That's for Give you. Give me to- a freaking break. That's for you to figure out. You gotta you you're you gotta put on your engineer cap and just <sighs> do something. You can cut. Okay. You can cut around the toilet in the shape of the toilet and then yeah i guess i could do that all right all right i'm <laughs> look i'm sorry to get defensive i just people people judge me for how i do things no nah, you're good man it's all good no one no one should judge you're a lord thank so. you thank you but anyway that's march madness for you guys that's everything that's happened gonzaga's gonna win it all with that goofy guy with the mustache tim yeah. a yeah or tim a whatever. so mark it down there we I'm, go. This is the opinion of literally everyone I've seen on TV, which mm-hmm. is why I feel confident having it. But um, yeah, I guess sticking to basketball real quick, I wanted to mention the National Basketball Association trade deadline. NBA. Yeah, there it is. There it is. NBA nice. trade deadline came and went. Lots of deals. Lots of moving and shaking. Uh, our beloved Hawks are starting to play pretty well. They made a trade that I was kind of cool with. Uh, we sent Rajon Rondo, uh, you know, dirtbag Rajon Rondo that I don't know anyone who likes uh, to L.A. And in return, we brought home a local Gwinnett kid for me. Sweet Lou, Lemon Pepper Lou. Lou Williams is back on the Hawks, and I think uh, he's a good addition to the team. Hell yeah. You got to love Lou Williams, man. He's, he got- he's a local boy done good. And he, you got to love somebody who goes hard. I mean, he goes hard in the paint by, you know, leaving the bubble last year to go get lemon pepper wings from Magic City, one of Atlanta's premier uh, exotic dance clubs. So, you know, you can agree or disagree with that move, putting everyone in jeopardy, but you got to admit, dude goes hard. Yeah, and I think he'll fit in with the team. He's a great shooter. Uh, Atlanta's like a high shooting team, and uh, he's a veteran now, and he's going to be coming off the bench. So good bench scoring. Rondo wasn't doing a ton to like really yeah. change the team. He was hurt a lot. He's kind of a shithead anyway. So yeah, I love getting Lou. And the biggest trade deal that Atlanta made was not trading John Collins, which I love. And John Collins even came out this week and saying he wants to. I believe his quote was like plant his flowers in Atlanta. So he wants to stay there his whole career, he says, or like as long as he can. So hopefully they can figure it out in the off season, but uh, yeah, they've really turned it around with Nate. Uh, I know they've dropped a couple recently, but they've been high as fourth in the East in the playoff hunt. So I like that phrase plant my flowers. Yeah. It's all about where you're going to plant your flowers. You're going to bloom, you know, you got to bloom. Yeah. It's a yeah, good place um, to plant your flowers. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been really dumb to trade John Collins, so I'm glad they didn't do that. And, yeah, I agree. Lou Williams, just the vibes, the vibe factor alone over Rondo. Rondo, toxic vibes. Mm-hmm. Lou, fun time vibes mm-hmm. for me, so I like it. Uh, I agree. Rondo, it's always given me not the greatest vibe. So yeah, happy to see those uh, exit. Yeah, yeah. So and then there were other deals that happened. You can find those online. Blake Griffin's uh, a net now. 
So the Brooklyn Nets keep adding to that fucking <laughs> powerhouse of a team. <laughs> They're yeah. going to be real tough to beat. Um, but yeah, a lot of trades happen. We're not going to rehash them all. You can find those online. You can, you've heard enough talk, but, uh, but yeah, that was a quick NBA thing I wanted to hit. Cause I, I love that. I love that for our Hawks. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Wild, wacky world of sports. Well, speaking of local, local Atlanta boys as well, or at least Georgia boys, this is not a fun story. So this isn't one to have fun with, but this whole Deshaun Watson saga in the NFL Ooh, is really, bully. really taking a turn. Um, for those of you who don't know, Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Houston Texans, we talked about him a few weeks ago, was demanding a trade out of Houston. One of the best NFL quarterbacks right now super bright future real young guy tons of talent seems seemed like a really good dude in all throughout college and coming up but now that his name's getting out there there's a load of accusations have come out from various women and uh massage therapists especially that he's uh he's basically ranged from being a creep to like almost near assault um and I don't know. I, again, we don't know what's going on yet, but when there's this many accusations and they're all very similar in my head, at least for me personally, I got to think something's gone, gone down at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I first heard the story, when it was first breaking and just that there were allegations um, and that there was a lawsuit being filed, you know, the conspiracy theorists, in me was like, Oh, of course they found somebody to, you know, to make these allegations against this guy. Who's, who's in a significant uh, labor dispute basically with his billionaire bosses. Wow. That's how, how convenient I was, you know, not to say that you shouldn't believe accusers, but just knowing like Diego said, his pristine image before now, combined with the fact that he was pissing off the billionaire owners of his, his uh, NFL franchise. I was like, maybe there's something fishy going on here, but now that there've been like 20 plus accusations, it's like, okay, never mind. Uh, it sounds like dude is at the very least a creep and possibly a full blown rapist. Yeah, it's it's not good and and it's like a civil lawsuit too, so it's like different than like the regular federal yeah. cases that we see. So the coverage is a little bit different and it's like the problem too is that the law, there's like a lawyer who's leading up the charge and he's kind of trying to make a name for himself it seems like and I feel like he's not helping the situation with like conspiracy theorists or whatever you want to call or defenders, but it's not good. I mean no one's going to sign Deshaun now. I mean, who wants to take on this? Oh, no, he's yeah. Yeah. He's his value is just, has just cratered because of this. Yeah. And the one guy I've been waiting to hear on, I haven't seen much, but I haven't researched a ton either to be fair is his old coach Dabo. Cause you know, he's going to have some dumbass shit to say. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so, Okay. Wow. So I'm reading here, it reaches 19 mm-hmm. allegations. Um, so is he a free agent right now or is he in negotiation with? No, he was demanding a trade out of Houston. Okay. Um, so no team's going to want to trade for him now. You know what I mean? Right. They don't want but, that heat. Yeah. But before all of this started coming out, he was a very sympathetic character yes because like he's got such an amazing story whereas like when he was a kid he was one of the recipients of warwick dunn's Mm -hmm. charity who built is basically builds homes for like extremely poor families so he's like comes from like a dirt poor background won a national championship as the clemson quarterback he's only like 25 and, and has been extremely good and he's good as in the community and he's yeah. like a good, you know, like he's, role model yeah. was, you know, perfect image. And then the, the, the Texans are so poorly run and have fucked everything up over the last four years. It was like, you couldn't help, but feel bad for Deshaun for how shitty things were there. 
wanted, supported him wanting to be like, I can't play for this team. This is ridiculous. Let me out of here. And now it's like all his goodwill has just been flushed down the toilet. Like he just had a big old bowl of chili Davis chili. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a, he, he pulled a Cosby. Yeah. 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 Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, I, I agree. It's, it is alleged. Start. You're right. It is alleged. It, nothing has completely been proven yet. But that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of alleged. But that's a lot of it's, alleged. Exactly. Wow. And the stories are very. It's not like a varying. Like if the stories were super different or whatever, you'd be like, okay, it seems like he has a pattern of things he likes to do and follow. Yeah, because stuff. he he reaches out to these women over Instagram mm-hmm. primarily, from what I've read and heard. So it's like you're a millionaire pro athlete. You could just pay someone to be your full-time masseuse yeah, and travel to the games with you. You know, like if you really need massages all the time, like on demand, you have plenty of money. I'm sure the Texans have a team. team. I was going to say the team has (laughs) like, they have someone on staff who can do that. But even if you don't like the team one, you could hire your own. So it's pretty strange to just be like on Instagram, like, let me find a new, masseuse everywhere i travel because if you just look into hook up on instagram i mean james harden that's all he does when he's not playing basketball he's like finding instagram models and trying to hook up with them that's yeah that's like the nba player lifestyle yeah deshaun could do that easily it's you can make it consensual and it's easy but yeah this whole masseuse thing it's like clearly he's got some sort of plan or something he's trying to work it's weird it's bad yeah, it's, it's awful and uh yeah i'll be keeping an eye out we'll be keeping an eye on that to see what comes out but it's yeah not good i i was really hoping it was another story i could just pin on an evil billionaire mm-hmm. but it's looking more and more likely that it's actually real and it's yeah. not a conspiracy created by an evil billionaire so so yeah uh that's a bit of a bummer but that's a big story and we had to address it but um but yeah let's take corn let's turn the corner from that sure and uh let's have a little fun to wrap up the show here let's get into our, our tr in a top five. Oh, baby. so basically yeah, we need it. yeah that, that'll be that'll be the uh, sound effect for it yeah there you go yeah <laughs> so basically yeah we're gonna do a quick power ranking if you will that's what this tr top five is your lords are gonna decree what are good five and um this week we're doing top five baseball movies now we're talking hollywood movies not documentaries and each one of us came up with our own top five list and uh we kind of use whatever you know, we, we rank these and judge these with whatever standards we want. You know, it could be, you know, for me, it's some of these are like movies that like I've seen a ton of times, movies that I have to watch every time they're on TV. It doesn't matter the quality per se of the of the film. It's not we're not doing movie critic. We're just doing movies we love. So these are top five baseball movies. That's right. And. You know, I suggested this topic because I personally feel like of all the sports, there's probably the most baseball movies that I can think of, like big time movies. Um, And like known ones that are just like general public people listening to this who aren't huge sports fans would know. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Should we just freaking get into it? Yeah. So we'll start with our fives, right? And work our way up. Yeah. Great. So I'll kick it off, guys. Do it. Number five. I'm going to go with... It was a toss-up between two movies to to get the number five spot for me, but I went with 1994's The Scout. Ooh. Starring Albert Brooks and Brendan Fraser. Uh, the logline for this film, the story of a baseball scout who discovers a talented but troubled baseball player. Steve Nebraska, right? Steve Nebraska, played by Brendan Fraser. 
And he, uh, Albert Brooks, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but he takes Brendan Fraser to a therapist played by the wonderful Diane Wiest, um, who I've, uh, I've seen in the Upper West Side of Manhattan multiple times. She seems oh. like a lovely lady. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I think it's, it's an underrated baseball movie. Just I love Albert Brooks. And, yeah. you know, Brendan Fraser, he's had some real... Uh, yeah. He can he can do comedy. This was an honorable mention for me. This was almost my number five as well. Okay. Um, I've never seen the film, but I do appreciate that um, his character's name is Johnny Nebraska. Johnny Nebraska. Johnny okay. Nebraska, yeah. Well, because it reminds me of Point Break uh, mm-hmm. with Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Johnny that was, def- Utah. That was oh, wait, definitely no, it's, a it trope. Is, it's Steve Nebraska, but yeah, Johnny Utah, Steve okay. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was definitely a trope back then. It was like if you're supposed to be an an athlete of some kind and you have a a real American name like Johnny Utah or Steve yeah. Nebraska. And this movie was sort of it it um it it was prescient in that a uh there's a couple of players that have since come along that are like Steve Nebraska, Shohei Otani, the mm-hmm. Japanese player for the uh, Los Angeles Angels or whatever the fuck they're called now. I guess that's what they're called. Yeah. They change mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, he is in the mold of a Steve Nebraska. He can hit oh. dingers. He can hit dingers for days, but he can also, he's an ace. So it's the, also this, uh it's also a movie about mental health. So yeah. Prescient and wow. that as well. Very yeah. relevant, very and, relevant to and, these times. And he's also, he sort of reminds me of um, Evan Gaddis, El Oso Blanco, former mm-hmm. Astro, former Brave. Sure. Because sure. Um, Albert Brooks's character finds him like in a small uh, Mexican baseball league and he's just tearing it up, but nobody, you know, in anonymity, basically. So that's the scout. Jimmy, give it a watch. If you're listening, you haven't seen it. it why pass up a chance to watch Albert? I Brooks recommend it. Green? I recommend it as well. It didn't make I'll my top five, but it was close. So I guess yeah, my number out. five, my number five, since it was, what is it? Since it wasn't that I'm going to go with, I'm sure it's, we've been, we've discussed this before. I'm sure it'll probably appear again, but I'm going with 1993 American sports comedy film rookie of the year. Sure. Oh yeah. The Chicago, the Chicago Cubs need a miracle. They got Henry Rowan Gardner. They sure do. Yeah. And it's, you know, one of the most repeatable lines of my childhood, funky butt loving. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a real I, PG uh, curse, you know? Yeah. Did he just say funky butt loving? I believe is the yep. line that immediately follows the doctor saying yeah. funky butt loving sort of an early version of uh that just happened right <laughs> <laughs> and that little chubby boy was uh like a mcdonald's in a bunch of mcdonald's commercials at the time too and so he was like oh i know that that kid is but yeah that I movie is cashed like, in yeah it's not a great movie but gary Busey as a pitcher come on and i've seen it so many times it's like got a Ga- soft spot gary Busey. Gary Busey in one of his more uh, sane appearing roles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you buy him as a sane. Daniel Stern is the insane man in that movie. Yeah. Very over the top, but a great, great turn for old Stern. Absolutely. And another, another quick thing, the, the music to that movie composed by Bill Conti, also known for scoring Rocky and the karate kid. Wow, that's a hell of a resume. Amongst many other movies, but those are the two two of the bigger ones. But yeah, Rookie of the Year, that's my number five. Jimmy, what's your number five? Okay, um, you know, this might make me a cuck, but I'm going to go ahead and say the 1992 Penny Marshall film, A League of Their Own. Great. Uh, Tom Hanks as the lead character, uh, Jimmy something, forgot his character's Jimmy. name. Uh, um but uh yeah just a great jimmy dugan great story tom hanks uh gina davis madonna rosie o'donnell Lori petty um 
Just a f- John Lovitz. It's the story of, and you know, Jim, uh, this made it all the way to number two for me. Oh, because it's it's two sisters join the first female professional baseball league and struggle to help it succeed amidst their own growing rivalry. Because it's women's baseball was flourishing because the war was happening and all the male baseball players were at war. All the boys were overseas. That's right. So it's a great movie. Um, you know, famous, famous line. There's no crying in baseball. You hear that. You'll hear that to this day. It's a pop cultural reference. You'll hear all over the place. It's star studded. Uh, Gina Davis has never been more. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and it's got lots of other great uh, smaller parts. David Strathairn, John Lovitz has yeah, a Lovitz great part great. in it. Yep. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, let's keep uh, moving along to our number fours. Kevin, what you got? For my number four, I have, well, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's a kind of a cheesy rom-com baseball movie, but I'm going with Bull Durham. Okay. Bull Durham, nineteen ninety. What year is it? Ninety or eighty-eight? A fan has an affair. A fan who has an affair with one minor league baseball player each season meets an up-and-coming pitcher and the experienced catcher assigned to him, uh, starring Susan Sarandon, Kevin Costner, and Tim Robbins. This is where Susan Sarandon met her future and now ex-husband Tim Robbins. Um, is this where the show became a thing? I think so. The show. It's definitely the first time I heard it. Yeah, that's where I heard it too. But yeah, it takes it's a you know takes place in the Carolina leagues, minor leagues, the Durham Bulls, an actual team that Chipper Jones, Braves great, played for, and just a nice little movie. Yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, My my number four. Uh, I'm going with, again, a movie I've seen a million times and like watching. And I will say my list is going to be weird because I'm not going to include a lot of the classics people love. But this is one of them, the 1976, very problematic by today's standards, American sports comedy film, The Bad News Bears, starring Walter Matthau, a bunch of kids. Yeah, Yeah, I've actually got that one as my number one. Whoa. Love that movie. It's a great Love movie. that movie as a kid. Walter Matthau is like getting drunk and coaching these kids. The kids might even be drinking. I haven't seen it in a while. They do it. There's the a end. lot of. Yeah. And just, um, one of the kids is uh, Jackie. I believe his name's Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. Right? And Tatum yeah. O'Neill is uh, the girl pitcher. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. I have, I can relate to the the mean manager on the other team who yells at his son and embarrasses him in front of everyone. You know, daddy issues of my own. I can I can relate to that. So it was always like, yeah, fuck that guy, and it felt good. But yeah, that's my number four. We're gonna have some crossovers here. Have, have you guys ever seen the remake with the Billy, Billy Bob. Bob Thornton? Yeah, did not see the remake. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's fine, but it, it, as good as it could be, it would never touch no. this one. Uh, and it's just, it's a great, it's like, uh, it's an underdog movie, which exactly. is always good. Yes, definitely. Jimmy, what's your number four? Okay, my number four is going to be a little on the nerdier side from 2011, the Brad Pitt vehicle. Moneyball. That's an honorable mention on my list as well. Yeah, that, yeah. that was that was the one I was struggling with. That that was on the bubble, but I I ended up not including it in my top five. But that's a great movie. It's a really yeah. good movie. It's um you know it's not a comedy like a lot of these are gonna be, but um, but it's it's a great movie, and it you know you sort of learn, especially now when we're living in the era of sports analytics. Like you kind of, this is this sort of what got it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen that one, surfs, check it out. It's the story of uh, Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean, who uh, basically finds a way to make his team competitive with with a much much smaller 
uh, budget than than many other baseball teams. Yeah, and if you don't care about baseball, you can just get lost in Brad Pitt's eyes. You know, young Chris exactly. Pratt, young Chris Pratt in there is a. You know, you got some uh, Jonah Hill action. That's the reason I kept it out of my top five, though. Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Look, fat Jonah Hill, light years better than not fat Jonah Agreed. Hill. I think everybody Agreed. can agree about yes. on that one. Are we on to number three? We're on number three. Let's move it along. Okay. Number three for me, it's corny, but it's the field of dreams. Mm. Sure. I've never seen it. Diego's never seen it. It, you know, as he mentioned, daddy, daddy issues. issues. <laughs> So uh, it's a, definitely a daddy-son movie, you know, the daddy-son dance, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, now, James Earl Jones is great in it. Sure. Ray Liotta, I believe, is uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Great um, perform- uh, the, the one performance in it that it, like makes it, it almost ruins the movie is Amy Madigan, who mm-hmm. plays Kevin Costner's wife, is... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what she's doing, but I, I, I know likey in this movie. Now, is, did this movie really cemented Kevin Costner as the baseball movie guy, right? Because he did Major yeah. League, or not Major League. Uh, Bull Durham. Bull, Dur- Bull Durham first, and mm-hmm. then this, and he's been in like five other baseball movies since. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, this was right in his hot streak because then he did yeah. dances with wolves, you know, mm-hmm. Robin Hood, Prince that. of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, <Wolf>. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never seen it, but classic baseball movie. The one that everyone thinks of first, if you build it, they will come. Everyone knows that line. It's, it's super, super famous. My number three is a bit of a cheat. I'm going to cop out on this one a little bit, a little bit of a cop out here. Because my number three is two movies. Because one of them is good and the other one is just one that I've seen a lot and it sticks with me. It's Major League and Major League Two. So like Major League yep. is actually like a, a well-written, like good movie that's making its point. Major League Two is awful and just stealing jokes from the first one. But I saw that one a ton as a kid when my parents would steal cable and it would come on all the time and I would always watch it. Uh, very problematic as well with some of the ethnic ethnic uh, representation in there, but sure. great movie underdog team Cleveland, you know, coming together for this band of misfits, you know, Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes. Yep. Classic characters. Oh yeah. Tom Berenger, um, you know, great. I I don't know the name of the, the guy who played the manager, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> just a great old guy with like a big ass mustache. Um, Major League was my number three as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, I've made an honorable mention for me. I deduct points for Charlie Sheen's presence. No, that's not true. He's good. He's good in it. He's well cast. Yeah, um, wild thing. All right, number two, Kev. Number two. Oh, our uh, League of Their Own. That's my number nice. two. Uh, my number two controversial here, not technically a baseball movie, but the whole final act takes place at Dodger stadium. That would be the naked gun the files <laughs> of police squad <laughs> because Excellent. that whole act at Dodger stadium when Frank Drebin has to save the queen is one of the funniest things ever when he's Enrico Palazzo and sings the national anthem first and then he's the umpire. It's just great. Everything about it is great. It's the Angels playing at Dodger Stadium. It's not even the Dodgers. Um, it's it's yeah. That's a good. That's a good pick. That's a good outside the box pick. Great. Though. That is. And uh, to any of our younger listeners, younger surfs out there, I feel like the Naked Gun movies have been lost <laughs> in time. People don't really realize how fucking hilarious those movies are and how like brilliant. Leslie Nielsen was in those. So go back. I need to go back and watch those. I haven't seen them in a long time, but it's like classic vaudevillian humor. Yeah. It's like yeah. everything. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like very silly. It's a bunch of serious actors being stupid and at old, at an old age. Um, yeah. But better than like Robert De Niro and meet the parents and that shit. Right. right. And bad George, George Kennedy 
Yeah. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. O.J. is actually funny in those, those movies. Pre-murder. Pre-murder. What's your number two? My number two uh, is the 90s classic, The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those ones I watched a ton as a kid came out right. You know, I don't know. Let me say 93. So I was seven when this film came out. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's just a, you know, great movie about a, a nerdy kid who makes friends through the power of baseball. It's yeah. a beautiful story. Exactly. Or um, James Earl Jones. Yep. You got Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yep. Um, yeah, you're killing me, Smalls. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah. My yeah. favorite. My favorite line is the forever. Oh yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a rare, well directed, well acted kid ensemble. It's um, a period piece. So yeah, it is. It's like late fifties, early sixties, mm-hmm. early sixties. Which yeah. is why I put it at number one. That's, nice. That's that's, I, that's one that I find endlessly watchable. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know it's a movie that can just makes you feel feel warm inside. You know, it's comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My number one has already been mentioned as well. It's a league of their own. Love I mean, that movie. I've seen it a million times. If it's on TV, I will always watch it. What can you say? Love it's a classic. Movie. John it Lovitz, really, the most underrated part of that movie. He's so funny in that movie. He really is. And we need Lovitz back, folks. Let's get him back. We need look, him back. look, girls, it's grass. What the cows eat. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so incredibly condescending. It's great. But that's uh, my number one. Uh, my number one was Bad News Bears. Yeah. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. I just want to real quick, just a couple honorable mentions. Um, one that I saw the other day and it didn't make my top five because it's not that good, but it's impressive in some ways is little big league. Yeah. Yeah. We've, oh yeah. Uh, we've mentioned that yep. movie before on the show. And yeah, yeah, that is a, I had that as an honorable mention. I also had an honorable mention of one that's not very good also, but like I enjoy it cause I love Bernie Mac and that's Mr. 3000. Yep. Sure. Um, Bernie's got some funny jokes in that. And yeah, we miss I also, Bernie. I want to watch No Relation, but uh, Tommy Lee Jones stars as Ty Cobb in the movie. Mm. I think it's just called mm-hmm. Cobb. Yeah, Cobb. Um, he's also from Georgia, not related to me. Um, but I think I might have to check that out just to see Tommy Lee really, you know, be that guy. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I'm kind of fascinated because I don't think that movie would even be made today. With, no, with bad, you know. So it would be interesting to see what the portrayal was like 25 years ago. Yeah. Also, my friends, two of my friends were extras in the very opening sequence of that movie because their dad was the key grip on it because it was mm. shot down in Georgia. A lot of baseball movies shot down there. Yeah. Yeah. Trouble with the curve was I know yeah, I was gonna say I know a lot of people that were in that. Yeah. And the other one, I think Million Dollar Arm was shot down there. Yeah, that one too. The John Hamm classic. <laughs> the one the one that it was such a no brainer, we didn't even mention it. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to put that on a list, you know, like that doesn't I, need to be on there. I've never even heard of that one. It's Good where Lord. he goes and like recruits a, a, a bunch of players from, from cricket India. players. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. John yeah. Ham. John Ham. The rookie also shot down there. The Dennis Quaid one. Oh, I don't the know. Disney one. It may have been, but maybe not. Oh yeah, that sounds right. There's a lot of baseball movies, guys. Yeah. Mr. Baseball. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Angels in the Outfield. Mm. Oh yeah, Mr. Baseball. That's when Selleck goes to Japan. Yeah. You have to play right. I remember seeing that as a kid and just being really bored by it. So, and he's like, I'm too tall to be in Japan. <laughs> Pretty much. You want me to eat what? It's basically, <laughs> it's like yeah. the dumbest fish out of water situation. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, those are our top fives. You know, check out those movies if you haven't seen them. And, uh, 
maybe tweet at us. Baseball's uh, about to, it's about to be opening. It is opening week. It's opening week. Yeah, tweet at us any movies we, that you love that we may have missed. Um, if anyone tweets at the fan at us that Wesley Snipes De Niro thriller, you're a freak. <laughs> <laughs> but in a cool way. But in a good is that way. is that is De Niro like. He's like honking off in the car to to Wesley Snipes or something, or he's obsessive about Wesley Snipes. Yeah, and then he like kidnaps his son, mm. and then he has to do stuff in the game or whatever to get his son back. Oh or something yeah, like that. I, I yeah, saw it yeah. a long time ago, but it was like a, one of those '90s thr- overcomplicated thrillers. Yeah. Um, Another honorable mention: Basketball. That's sort of yeah. Sure, sure. That, you can squeeze a- that in. I watched That's a that fun one. I watched it last year and it's very funny. It really is. Um, yeah. Squeaks. What a yeah, ch- check out some baseball movies and then let's uh, play the baseball. And um, yeah, on that note, I think it's going to end another classic episode here. <laughs> another classic, baby. We're better than ever. Better than ever. Thri- thriving. Thriving on this Chili Davis chili, you know? Hell yeah. Who needs the vaccine when you got chili days is chili. It'll exactly flush, it'll flush everything out of you. Yeah. You got everything you need right inside that can. Dump it out, microwave it for two minutes. <laughs> You're good to go. Although yeah. if you can't get the vaccine, get it. I got my first dose yesterday, so doing great. But uh oh, yeah. another classic app. Leave us a review, let us know what we missed on those movies, and um yeah, we'll be back next week, guys. Yeah, well, we sure will. We love you. We love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>